You choose four years talking about the real world or four years immersed in it. After a hands-on, career-focused education, Point Park graduates enter the workforce prepared to succeed. Professionally designed, that's the point. Point Park University, downtown Pittsburgh, pointpark.edu. The Scoop Podcast, brought to you by Point Park University. Welcome into the latest edition of the Scoop Podcast, presented by Point Park University here on the Penguins Radio Network. The usual cast of characters, the Penn's Inside Scoop duo of Sam Kassan and Michelle Cracchiolo. I'm Josh Getzoff, and we have a new guest here on the podcast, bringing in another Penguins player. Very excited about it. Welcome, Justin Schultz. Schultz, thanks for joining us. Thanks for having me. Schultz, so we just, I mean, you've obviously been away with your injury for a while. Just what have you been up to in the in the time <laughs> since? How do you stay busy? Because I know it's not easy to be uh, away from your teammates and, and not have that much going on. So Yeah, this is my first real major injury. So I wasn't used to all the time off, especially not being able to come to the rink. Um, so I had a lot of time to, to watch a lot of Netflix, <laughs> um, a lot of gaming, a lot of Fortnite. <laughs> uh, that's about it, just laying around and... Um, I was really happy when Doc gave me the okay to come to the rink and at least do stuff like this. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so... This will be the highlight of your day, I'm sure. Exactly. <laughs> Obviously. Okay, so I, I feel like I talked to you about the Mario Kart on the plane. Yeah. Okay, so... And then we also talked about how you guys play video games in the hotel. <laughs> have the boys been playing video games with you? Like, when you've been in Pittsburgh, have you been looping in with them on their systems, or have you been staying away? Yeah, so when they when they were on the long trip, I was I would play when I could. Um, obviously, that was pretty early on, so I was napping a lot and <laughs> pretty sore. But, like, they went, um, when they went to New York, uh, the last uh, away game, um, Dumo texted me when they got in, we're going on, and I was on, and we played. <laughs> So are you like a lot better now because you've had more time to play video games? Like, were, were you the best? I one? think I've gotten worse. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I, I don't know what it is. I, I think I've played too much. You're like thinking Over, about it more. You're not yeah. Surrounded I'm by overthinking the guys. myself. Yeah, right. yeah. <laughs> too much gaming. <laughs> yeah, so I feel like the the Mario Kart on the plane is something fun that you guys do. Can you just tell us like how that started, and then just kind of what it's like for you guys uh, and how it makes kind of the plane rides go quick. I don't know how that started. It was beginning of last year. Um, I think maybe Rusty had the idea and we just decided all to get the Nintendo Switch. And obviously we've all played Mario Kart growing up. So um, we all got it and started playing, started racing in Mario Kart. Then we started doing the battles and it's awesome on the plane because it makes the, the trips go by so quick. And honestly, we were, we started to land and we're like, no, keep it up in the air. Let's, we want to keep playing. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, you know, it gets pretty heated on the plane, but uh, we leave it on the plane and uh, forget about it after. So this is going to go public afterwards. I have to preface that before asking you this question. Who's the worst at Mario Kart? Uh, who's the worst? Definitely not me. <laughs> oh, I Ru knew that was part yeah. of the <laughs> Rusty's definitely the best, I think. Um, Riley Sheehan, probably, I would say. <laughs> Or Dumo. I'll, I'll throw Dumo in there. But we're all pretty even. It's No one's that bad. Yeah, fair enough. <laughs> I feel like Mario Kart's a rite of passage for college. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We had my freshman year. We had um, one of the guys had the old N64. And oh, we, would, awesome. we would play. Way back, way back. We would play that Four all screen. the time. <laughs> yeah. It was awesome. Do you remember what your favorite racetrack was from that? Um, I like that. I don't remember what it was in the old one, but in the new one is that Moo Moo, Moo, Moo Meadows, I think it's called. 
I'm really good at that one, so Moo Moo Meadows. All right. <laughs> I, don't, I don't get that. I'm sure a lot of our listeners will. Yeah. There was like a Moo Moo, like there were just all these barn animals, right? And you had to try yeah. to like avoid hitting oh, them. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because <laughs> if you did hit them, you'd just be like, you'd spin Spin-out. off. And, uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it was the worst. It was the worst. Cow and a sheep just wandering the streets. Yeah. yeah. You had to avoid them. But you're, so you're Yoshi, right? Yeah, Red Yoshi. Why Red Yoshi? Red's my favorite color and... I've always liked Yoshi. I think everyone likes Yoshi. You're the only one that you stay the same character all the time. Right? Yeah. Everybody else switches. Everyone switch. Everyone switches because they think sometimes guys target other guys. <laughs> character on the map, and so guys always switch so you don't know who's who. But I just stay the same. That good, I guess. You ain't scared. No, no, I'm not scared of those guys. So wait, is there more than just the four or five of you racing, like actually on the track at once? Like the computer is a couple different guys. You can have computers, but we just there's usually four to six of us. So you know exactly who's who. Yeah, yeah. No one's Wario. Trying to think of some of the weird. I feel like for battle mode, you would want to be Wario or Bowser. You know, because they're big. Yeah, no one's those guys. There's a bunch of new characters on there. You probably guys never seen. (laughs) You're on a whole different. Gensi's always changing his his character. Daddy. Yeah, Daddy. (laughs) Where did that nickname come from? I have no idea. (laughs) You probably hear it on the plane a lot. You're sitting in front of the plane. I hear Daddy, Daddy. Come on. Jesus. That's a yeah. lot of fun. I was like asking him how he was. He's like, Daddy's real good at Mario Kart. <laughs> <laughs> I was like, please don't ever say that again. That Call me the creepiest thing ever. <laughs> oh, wait, what's the, the character that just had a meme? Was it Waligi? Waligi, well, yeah. yeah. They deleted him. Really? really? I didn't know that. Yeah. Huh. And then there was an internet uprising, and of course they brought him back. <laughs> the inter- see, the internet's good for some things. Yeah. <laughs> what are you Netflix binging now? I, so the problem was I've seen so many shows already that i didn't have much to new ones to watch so i've just been re-watching i've been rewatching ones. friends oh really okay yeah. all right catchy theme song yeah <laughs> i know I've been, i sing it every time <laughs> yes. every time do you, do you skip the intro or do you listen to it i, I listen you to it every time yeah <laughs> too lazy to reach over and <laughs> it, it does like those intros give you like the 30 seconds to kind of stretch out yeah. and get comfortable and like put the ipad in the position oh yeah to be in. <laughs> it's a good show just to have on too yeah, it's mindless. Yeah. It's mindless enough. Yeah. You just enough. watched it, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I just watched it not too long yeah. ago. It's awesome. I love that show. I'm currently going back through The Office right now. Yeah, and I've I've crazy. gone through that like <laughs> ten times. <laughs> so Never gets old. It's <laughs> so funny. <laughs> Who are your favorite characters on The Office? Uh, obviously, Michael Scott, um, and then Dwight. I like um, Creed. Creed, that's yeah. my favorite. Creed is <laughs> He's so uh, underrated. He, he doesn't have much airtime but when he does every time i laugh it's so funny bangers every time he speaks amazing so yesterday i was watching the office season nine no spoilers but there's like a scene where dwight's trying to hire like josh hasn't seen it yet i'm not at season nine (laughs) (laughs) i don't think i've even i I stopped watching when michael scott left left i just couldn't do that part i knew happened yeah so you didn't ruin that okay good (laughs) (laughs) i see all of a sudden schultz hesitating when he gets (laughs) Something Wait. happens after season seven that I can't say. Well, but. He's just trying to hire one of his friends to be like a part-time worker. And his friends are all weird because Dwight's weird. Like Moe's? Yeah, oh, Moe's, <laughs> yes. Mose. Which, I don't know if you guys knew this, but that's the Michael Schur, one of the writers, creators of the show. That's actually who that is. Oh, really? Yeah. That guy's that. a really creepy Amish guy. <laughs> Nothing against Amish. He plays it well. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> but as he's like, so all these, like his group of friends walk out. And then Creed just starts walking out with him. <laughs> just like part of the group. And like Jim's just looking at him like, is that Creed walking out? Dude, my, favorite, my favorite episode is the murder one in South Savannah. 
And then Creed shows up late, and, is, and he's like, oh, what's yeah. going on? And he's like, oh, there's been a murder. He's like, oh, okay, I'll be right back. And he runs out and gets in his car and peels out. <laughs> that is hilarious. <laughs> Creed is the best. Okay, so, Schultz, we also found, we were looking through for topics to talk to you about, and we found this Q&A you did with the, the Badgers back in 2009, so, like, literally 10 years ago. I don't even know how my, old you were at this that point. That would be my freshman year, yeah. Not oh to my date gosh. you or anything. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 10 years ago. Yeah, I, like, looked at 2009, I was like, oh, my God, that was 10 years ago. Um, but it's just a bunch of Q&A questions with you. <laughs> and talking about TV shows, it said, the TV show you never miss is America's Got Talent. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Do yeah. you still watch it? I don't anymore. I, I'm a big Howard Stern fan, and... I don't even know if he was on it back then, but he was for a bit, and me and my buddy, my roommate in college, would never miss it and watch every episode. It was the best. <laughs> I feel like it's a Western Canada thing, because our one buddy, Mike Cater, the old strength coach here, I feel like he used to watch it all the time, and it would like move him to tears. He yeah. just loved it so much. Like, he it's would get so emotional. Yeah. 55-year-old grown man just crying. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Look at her go. Look at her dance. <laughs> It was just uh, emotional. <laughs> but you mentioned Wisconsin. I actually wanted to ask you a hockey question about there because you weren't in the Big Ten, right, when you were with Wisconsin no. then? I mean, obviously Wisconsin was, but hockey was. There was no Big Ten. Yeah. So you were kind of – what conference was it? That was it was the WCHA. Oh, so you were playing like North Dakota? Am I right Yeah, North yeah. Dakota, Minnesota State, um, St. Cloud, um, schools like that. And my the year I left, the next year they switched to the Big Ten. Oh, okay. Was there a barn that you liked the most out of those? North groups? Dakota was was really nice, and it was always so loud, and they were always really good. So it was that was a fun place to play. Our our rink was yeah really good too. Rink. Yeah, we had a lot of fans at the time when I was playing. We were good, and I don't know how they're doing now, but um, it was a fun rink to play. And I know a lot of guys that played there loved it. So yeah, do you see still keep up with college athletics? Like what Wisconsin's doing? Yeah, um, obviously follow them on social media and try to keep up with them and with the the hockey they just sent me a bunch of um gear so <laughs> to wear around um but it, yeah i try to as much as i can i'm proud to be a badger so it's yeah. it's exciting when they do well so man, how wait do you, so you're, they send you free stuff to wear man my school just sends me <laughs> please donate money yeah. we need money <laughs> they haven't asked me that yet <laughs> maybe they're gonna soon <laughs> <laughs> so what's the dynamic like in the locker room between all of the former college players? Because actually I was talking to Jack Johnson. He said you guys had a dinner yeah. wager when Wisconsin played Michigan. Yeah, in the football game a couple weeks ago or a month ago probably now. Um, had a wager and loser buys dinner. And obviously Wisco lost, so <laughs> I own dinner when I get back on the road. Is that like when you if you lose that wager or I guess when the wager, whoever – doesn't have to buy do you just get like lobster and like steak and just you oh, no, know he's, he's taking the subway I'm sure. <laughs> yeah <laughs> so like, you're gonna eat fresh today <laughs> <laughs> no i think it's just, it's it's a good bet because you know obviously both guys can enjoy a nice meal and um we all like going out to dinner with each other so it's it's a good bet yeah how does dinner just work on the road too in general like do you all get separate checks or do, does someone, is Credit it card roulette? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. It, it's always different, honestly. Um, depends how many guys you have. Um, if it's a lot of guys, then, you know, you'll maybe have two guys play for it or whoever loses, there'll be two guys that pay. Uh, but we usually try to play for it. It makes it fun. And, um, it usually works itself out where everyone's paying every once in a while. So who is Duma going to dinner with now that you're not traveling right now? <laughs> <laughs> Room service, no. <laughs> um, I don't know, uh, Gensi, Rudy. Um, we 
go with everyone. We were we're an early dinner crew. Yeah. So whoever likes to go for an early dinner and get back to the hotel and start gaming. <laughs> get the annoying stuff out of the way. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> okay, so what is, what is your like game day routine? Um, mine's pretty simple. I don't have too much. Just, yeah. you know, wake up, eat breakfast, go to the rink. Um, usually if there's an optional skate, I won't go on the ice and go back, have a two-hour nap, and off to the game. Do you, uh, do you eat a big breakfast or you like a lighter breakfast before you get on the ice? Try to eat a big breakfast, um, then I won't eat till pregame. So try to, you know, get the the energy. What's your pregame? Is it toast and peanut butter? <laughs> My pregame um, snack. Yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, peanut butter, uh, banana. I, so, I thought you were literally just randomly guessing. I can't believe you actually well, figured no, out what it was. That's most guys. Yeah, I think a lot of the guys do. They eat <laughs> yeah. toast and peanut butter. Yeah. Oh. Yeah, it's a good. I've had that since I was in junior. Wait, how do you eat peanut butter or banana? You just bite the peanut. Well, I have uh, peanut butter, so, banana on toast. Oh, oh I see. yeah. Classic choice. That is yeah. A choice, yeah. Yeah. A lot of guys do it. <laughs> <laughs> so you're all just like making your toast together in unison on the road, yep. I'm sure. Does anybody do the avocado toast? We got any woke players in the locker room? Yeah, a bunch of uh, Riley, she, Riley Sheehan does it. Um, I think a lot of guys are getting into the avocado now. Yeah. So. <laughs> uh, not me yet. Stay strong. Big Stay avocado guy <laughs> over here. Big avocado guy. <laughs> Love avocados. <laughs> you mentioned you do the optional. You don't do the optional skates. Sam and I did a podcast with Chris Letang not too long ago, and I thought it was interesting. He kind of talked about the reason that he doesn't do it is because what was he saying, Sam? Kind of along the lines of it's a waste of energy. So yeah. if you go out there and even if you you get the skate in and you get a good meal and try to get your recovery, you'll still only be at eighty five percent by the time the game comes around. And some guys, depending on how hard you go in the morning skate, you might only get back to fifty percent. Yeah. So his thinking was rather than waste the energy then, you kind of conserve. I mean, Michelle even says he doesn't even take the steps. Like, he'll take the elevator. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, the one, uh, the hotel in Columbus. You know how the meal's on the second floor? Yeah. And you literally take one flight of stairs. In Ottawa, He took the elevator up with me. And I was like, are you going to the meal? (laughs) (laughs) He got off on the second floor. And you're just like, yeah, I mean... How, how do you feel when you take stairs? I was like, I mean, yeah, they 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 take a lot of babies. Exactly. Yeah. <laughs> I was like, all right. Get all defensive. No, everyone's yeah. different. Um, like some guys like to go out and they play better when they get a little more work in in the morning. And um, like Tang or me and Dumo, we like to take it off. I mean, I don't see the point really in skating the day of a game. But I mean, some guys like to get their hands going in warm ups or in pregame skate and um, stuff like that. But it's just your preference. Yeah, I've never watched the morning escape. Like, oh, this guy's on right now. Yeah, He's yeah. going to have a killer game. Well, and also, <laughs> like, we were watching – I was watching with Borky the uh, morning skate for Calgary when we were out there. I mean, granted, we all know what happened that game. Penguins went 9-1, to one, but Bill Peters was skating them. I mean, they, oh, yeah? they went for about 35 – remember that? They went yeah. for, like, 35 minutes real hard. And, I mean, we were kind of joking. We're like, all right, one of two ways we're approaching this in the broadcast. And if the Flames come out and have a big first period, we're like, it was that morning skate. Exactly. Yeah. And if they come out and have a terrible first period, we're like, it was that morning skate. I don't know so, where. I don't know why that the like, the pregame skate thing where that started or or why, but I just don't see the point in it. There's only one time that I feel we saw players have a good morning skate and then play a good game, and that was in San Jose, right? Or was it Nashville? When Horny and Haggy went oh, out yeah. for morning skate, that was and they Nashville. were yes, yeah. and they were just like out there just ripping it up. And I feel like you, did you talk to them and say you guys look ready to go or, or something yeah, I knew like what that? Was gonna happen. Yeah. <laughs> 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 <Soothsayer. Yeah. laughs> 
<laughs> but yeah, then they, they went out and they scored in, in yeah, the... It was game six, I yeah. think, right? And Horny has that goal. Yeah. And then yeah. Haggy had the empty net. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, exactly. Just like they planned it. <laughs> <laughs> but that was pretty amazing. The Horny gets that goal against Nashville in that yeah. game. I mean, that yeah. was crazy. Crazy. I mean, I was told, I don't know if this is true or not, but the reason they started doing morning skates is because coaches were tired of the players enjoying themselves the night before oh, the game. Oh, yeah. Okay, yeah. So it's like they wanted to force them to get to the rink early so they wouldn't be able to go out. Yeah, and I can see that. Enjoy yeah. themselves, if you will. I mean, the game's changed now where, yeah, where guys aren't doing that. I think morning skates will slowly go away. I think you're starting to see that more and more. Yeah. Yeah. I remember when Tortorella started doing it with Columbus, everyone kind of stepped back, but now it's more of like, I feel like most teams are doing optionals. Yeah, it is. I mean, when I first yeah. came in the league, we, I barely ever remember us having an optional morning skate. Yeah. And now it's basically every time, unless you don't practice the day before. Right, yeah. That makes so, sense. Yeah. I could see him starting to go away. I mean, there's so much emphasis now on recovery and mm -hmm. resting and kind of saving that energy for the game. Yeah, you, you can waste it in practices and let you know unless you're working on certain details. I feel like you can do so much more in the gym the morning of a game too, stretching or or whatever you need to to get ready for the game. You mentioned the cup. We we just mentioned the cup celebrations. I think we wanted to talk a little bit about that with you because. You're, you're kind of immortalized <laughs> on a t-shirt with, with the walking on sunshine. First of all, two things about that. How do you feel about being on a t-shirt? I love it. It's and pretty not, cool. Not even I mean, like one of those caricature shirts. Like you're actually in the act there. In the I think it's awesome. Yeah. I was having fun. I mean, we just won the cup. <laughs> I wasn't really thinking about anything. Yeah. <laughs> well, it looks tame now considering the way the Capitals celebrated theirs. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, seriously. That's true. <laughs> Yeah, but it's it's something that I feel like we got the opportunity to be, you know, in the locker room with you guys and kind of around celebrating. And I feel like especially the first year, I mean, you were just – obviously everybody was so happy and so excited. But, I mean, especially with what you had gone through to kind of get to yeah. that point. I mean, just what were the emotions like for you after that first one? Uh, I mean, you can't really explain it. It's tough. I mean, it's still – I'd say this still honestly hasn't hit me, like – that we've won back-to-back -back cups um but it was so unexpected that year with how my um year was going in edmonton and then getting traded to pittsburgh not really playing that much um and then winning it i mean it's such a long season it's it's almost a relief and you're just like oh nice we're we're done we won like it's the best feeling in the world yeah, yeah i remember talking to you after we won the second one like right right after and asked you which one you like better and you said the second one because it was so much harder not that the first one was easy, but like you guys really had to grind out that second cup. Yeah, the second one was um, – well, I was playing more um, that year too, um, and playing that Nashville series was so hard going into that rink and and winning. And, um, like, that game six was, was so hard, and we scored with, what, a minute 30 left. It was um, – it made it that much better after um, to celebrate. It's even better too because I met your dad, Glenn. Yeah. <laughs> absolute legend. <laughs> on the dad's trip the second year. So I think it was sixteen seventeen. Yeah. And I think it was Arizona. And I'm not sure what the other city was. Was it Colorado? Yes. Maybe Colorado, yeah. Yeah, yeah. Arizona and Colorado. And I just remember, you know, meeting your dad and I could instantly see you guys are so alike yeah. in so many ways. <laughs> you're both quiet, I feel, at first. You come off as quiet, and then mm -hmm. you like, get to know you, and you're obviously not that quiet yeah. like, behind closed doors. <laughs> and I feel like your dad was just so much fun. Once he started warming up, he was so much fun to hang out with. I mean, me and him are very similar, like you said. Yeah. Um, and he's so happy and proud of me, and uh, he loves going on those trips, obviously. Um, he definitely is going to miss um, Kevin Sheary. <laughs> 
Sherry. Yeah. This year. But he's already looking forward to it. Me and him made Connor take a picture of us to send it back to Kevin because he wasn't at the festivities in Pittsburgh afterward. So we're like, Connor, take a picture. And Connor's probably like, oh my God. These, two, like... these, these idiots. <laughs> so annoying. <laughs> but it's, oh, it's so funny. Your dad's awesome. Your, your mom and your brother are all awesome. Yeah. It's great. Do, do they, they know the legend that you are here? Yeah, they all got the, the shirts. They got yeah. me to get them some. That's great. I don't know the, if they wear them. Have you but... seen the memes? Did you yeah. see those memes? What was yeah. your favorite? Um, I don't know what my favorite is. They're all so funny. I remember that day, actually. I didn't know that that picture was out there or anything. And then <laughs> I ended up looking at Twitter that night and just seeing, like, every tweet was a, a <laughs> meme of, of me doing drinking in some different picture. Yeah, they had, like, so many great ones. I <laughs> know. Oh, I, got I got it logged up here for you to refresh yeah. your memory. That's my favorite, though, the Abbey Road. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I don't know. Why. I like the... I think there was one of you walking on the Iwo moon, Jima, too. Which was <laughs> walking on the moon, yeah. The moon one's good. The Immaculate Conception, or Reception. I think you put it in any picture. It would yeah. be funny. Yeah. <laughs> Tiananmen Square. Like, some of them are just like... Yeah. George Washington, yeah. Yeah, like, there's some good ones. Oh, the, the Price is Right one. That's pretty fun. <laughs> I, I don't I remember seeing that one. The Cliffhanger. That That's a good game. Oh, that is a... Yeah, that is a good game. <laughs> climbing on up that guy. Yeah. <laughs> that's actually so funny. That's great. I actually, I didn't remember that one either. I feel like it might have been Sid that said you guys had a group text going about him or something. Like when you guys see these, yeah. like you know, memes and pictures. I mean, are, are you laughing about them together? Yeah, they're hilarious. Um, obviously, and we want that. I like that one the right there. Evolution, the evolution. <laughs> oh yeah. Yeah. No, but yeah, we we just won, and it was guys were having a good time with it. Because yeah, I think my favorite one might be Dumo triple fisting. Three Bud Lights oh, in the locker room <laughs> as he's on the phone with, I think it might have been his dad. In San Jose, yeah. yeah. And I the best remember. part was I think they would, like NHL Network had that shot of like you guys just celebrating. And they clearly didn't intend to get Dumo <laughs> in the background at all. Do you just see him back there? Like, <laughs> <laughs> oh, he's so a beauty. Uh, I remember we were doing the <laughs> yeah. post-game show. I was doing it with Colby Armstrong and Phil Bork upstairs while he, like before we came down to the locker room in San Jose and we had the NHL network feed and we're kind of just talking about your season and everything and they show that shot and I remember Colby Armstrong's like oh man <laughs> <laughs> losing his mind and we just went off the rails the rest of the show from there he had a good interview after we won um, the second year didn't he Do we're, gonna, we're gonna go back to Pittsburgh we're gonna drink oh, yeah. a lot of beers yeah. or something <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, he seems to have like a he's flair for that moment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he is honest. He knows yeah. what he's going to do. Yeah, I, yeah, I feel like you guys definitely in that second parade though. Just you guys, not that you ha loosened up more, but I, I feel like you were just like ha like having just the best time. Yeah, it's you know? it was almost like we kind of knew what to expect, and right. we're just like, you know, how many times are you gonna get to do this? Right. Just just have fun, <laughs> go out there and have some fun with the fans. So Dumo came up with Walking on Sunshine, right? Is like the victory song. Yeah. How does he come up with those? Do you guys just come in after a win in the beginning of the season and all of a sudden a song's playing? Before the season, um, like this year we were all in the in the gym and he would just play a bunch of songs. Um, I think it was me, Sid, Tanger. It was an optional skate. And we were just, he was just playing a bunch of songs until we are like, oh, that's a good one. <laughs> and it sticks. <laughs> Which I was always curious about that. <laughs> yeah. Because what was it? It was uh, – Hall and Oates the year before in 16, right? The, yeah. You make my dreams come yeah. true and then walking on sunshine. I always laugh when we see those in the room videos and you just don't know what your guys' video yeah. song is. Last was year's, like, last year's like, whoop, there it is, I think. Yeah. <laughs> there yes, it is. I was just going to say that. Because what, is, yeah. what is it this year? Um, I forget the name of the song. It's by Fat Man Scoop or something. <laughs> Fat Man Scoop, is that right? Yeah. I don't know the name. It's a good song. Good one song. 
Yeah, there's nothing funnier than just waiting outside the locker room to go in and hearing like, whoop, there it is. Yeah. It's a good feeling, yeah. See, because I feel like you and Dumo have gotten real close over the last, would you say he's probably your best friend on the team? Yeah, for sure. Um, We've gotten extremely close. He was, when I first got here, he was awesome to me and including me in everything. Me, him, Scott Wilson, and Connor Sherry were uh, really close. We always hang out together, and obviously those two guys are gone, but me and Dumo are just getting closer and closer, and um, he's a great guy, great player, and I love hanging out with him. Yeah, I actually asked him at, at media day. I was like, all right, we, we need to, to crack the nut that is Justin Schultz. We need to you know, get <laughs> get his personality out there, like get get the fans like getting to know him. Do you, do you have any you know, dirt you can give me on him? He actually did say that you are just a phenomenal golfer, which I think that we all knew. You're a scratch golfer. I don't know if you can explain what that means for people that might not know, because I definitely didn't know what it meant. It means he's really good. (laughs) Yeah, so (laughs) scratch usually means, I mean, I'm still not exactly sure how the handicaps work, but scratch is you're shooting even par better most of the times. Yeah. So how how did you, like, just get into golf? I was into golf. um, So when I was a little kid, my winter was all hockey and then once summer came every day was I was at the course playing I didn't play hockey in the summers ever um, when I was young it was I played a lot of sports and golf was one of my favorite sports so I'd go I'd bike to the to the golf course with my putter and a couple balls and putt around on the green when I was bored and I do that every summer and um, until I had to make a choice um, what I wanted to do and chose hockey obviously so that must have been pretty cool for you a couple of years ago to play Oakmont after you guys uh, won, right? Didn't a few of you go out there and do I that? never played it. We were, oh, you didn't play no, it? No. Um, we were there, though, obviously, for the U.S. Open, yeah. which was one of the coolest experiences for us to meet those players. And do you it have was a favorite? A, Justin Thomas. I still keep in touch with him. Oh, cool. Yeah, we became friends, I guess. And um, <laughs> Yeah, it was, it was awesome. It was a rain delay that day, so all the players were in the lounge, and we got to take pictures with all of them. And meet them all and talk to them and we were always having a couple of drinks so they were <laughs> they were laughing at us <laughs> it was a Rory McIlroy there too yeah yeah Rory there was a bunch it was DJ was there it was cool that is cool was Tiger there he probably wasn't back he there, wasn't right? back yeah he wasn't there were you fired up when he uh, finally got back in the wind column so fired yeah. up so fired up I feel up. like like people that are really into golf everyone loves Tiger so. yeah we we had a preseason game that day um this year when he won yeah but i got off the ice got my gear off so quick went to the trainer's room and was watching the the end and it was it was so cool to see i love watching him he just yeah makes it so much better that one shot they had of him walking down the fairway with all the fans behind him crazy cool crazy so cool well, and Duma also told me to ask you about the Kelowna Golf Classic. <laughs> the Kelowna Open? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> what is the story Clearly very the prestigious Open? based on that. Kelowna <laughs> Open, so it's, um, very it's a tournament. It's not too serious, but guys come from all over the province and, and play. Obviously, Kelowna is a pretty good spot to spend a couple of days, so guys like coming and playing in this tournament, and I've played in three or four years. You get, I get my buddy to caddy for me. <laughs> He wears a, a full white suit with my name on the back, like <laughs> like uh, like they do at Augusta. Oh my gosh! And so I've had um, last two years. I've almost won. I was in the lead going into the last day um, last year. I still haven't won yet, but it's coming. Uh, I got to get Dumo up there to clone it a caddy for me. I think the pressure just get to you too big of a. Yeah, there's actually like I was in the final group, and there's people following you. 
and watching you and I've never <laughs> like that there was probably ten to twenty people maybe. And Sp- I don't know how those you. I don't know how those guys do it, to be honest with you. It's crazy to me that they can play golf with that many people watching them. I don't know how you can play hockey with like eighteen thousand people true. watching you. Yeah. <laughs> I feel like with hockey, you're almost concerned more about what's happening in front of you, or so like true. golf. Everyone's literally watching you. Yeah, you're sat. Everyone's quiet. Yeah. <laughs> you, please don't shank it. Yeah, you shank it. You just do it. <laughs> what is it called in golf? When is it the yips? When you get nervous? Is that what it's called? The yips. Yeah. 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 But I feel like yeah. you probably wouldn't get that from people just watching you. Yeah, I luckily haven't shanked one yet in those tournaments. So. Knock on wood. Yeah. Seriously, I'll do that. <laughs> Next year's my time. <laughs> yes. Yeah, because it's kind of a bummer you didn't get to go to Western Canada with I know. the team. Two years in a row, I haven't been able to go. What was last year? Last year, I think it was my MCL I hurt. I missed a month with that. Or it might have been concussion, but I, I missed that trip, which sucks. Two years in a row. Yeah, seriously. Yeah. Especially how long this one was. I know. Yeah. Oh, yeah, we were on the road for 14 days, yeah. Yeah. 13 days. It's like no, a it's... gift from the Titanic when you get back. It's been 84 years. <laughs> 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 yeah, have you been to Banff before? I have not been to Banff yeah, before, no. No. I've heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah, you missed a killer 10-hour uh, video game tournament there. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I bet. Yeah, because it's got to be tough for you having your family all the way across the country. Like, are they yeah. able to come and visit you um, every now and then? They like, try to, yeah, as much as they can. They usually, like last year, they came to California when we were there and watched those games. But it's such a tough, such a long travel day for them. Um, and especially during the winter months, it's, you never know coming from that far, what flights are going to get canceled. Like they've got stuck in Toronto a bunch of times, just sitting there. My girlfriend's got stuck there. It's yeah, but I love being here and they love me being here. So it's good. Yeah. I do remember seeing Glenn Schultz in California. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) I was like, really? He's got the name. You just say the full name every time. Glenn Schultz. Yeah, I was going to say, how, what do you love the most about being in Pittsburgh? Because I feel like it's definitely been a city and a, and a team that has just been so good for you. Yeah, I, I love it all. Honestly, it's, this team is so great. Um, every one of the guys is so awesome. I mean, when I got hurt with this, it's, there was guys coming the next day after I had surgery and visiting me and sending messages and dropping off gift packages to the house and they're such great guys and I'm so happy I get to be part of the team. Um, coaches are awesome. They've helped me so much. The city, the fans, there's I feel like there's always something going on in Pittsburgh, whether it's football, baseball, there's always something to do. I like the restaurants here. It's, I just really very comfortable now here and me and my girlfriend love it. What was it like when you first got here? I know it was probably the first time you get traded coming to a new team, new city. Like, how was that adjustment period like? It was tough. Obviously, I've never been traded before, and um, coming here, I was I was really nervous. Um, I think the first thought was like, "Oh my God, I get to play with Sidney Crosby, <laughs> of Genie Milk, and like all these guys." And um, got here, and those all those guys obviously made me feel so comfortable. Um, um, Dumo included. It was it was awesome, and I was so happy when I got here that um, I got traded to Pittsburgh. Did you, did you click right away with Dumo and some of those guys? And like, yeah, pretty pretty much. Um, we went out to lunch. I think the first pra- after the first practice, I was here, and Jeff Zakoff was 
Oh, yeah. Was there? I don't guess remember him. Yeah, Tish. Tish. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. Um, Game 1. He's a legend. Yeah, Mr. Game 1. Just bring him back somehow in some capacity. <laughs> oh, he was around, awesome. Him around the room. Oh, yeah, the makes best. everything lighter. Yeah. It was, yeah, just such a great group of guys. It's um, not much go- can go wrong here. Well, and also, too, I mean, you guys obviously remember uh, somebody pranked you. I won't say <laughs> who it was, oh, yeah. even though I'm sure we all know who uh, it was. He also might we not all be know. here anymore. <laughs> 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 yeah, like, because that was that your first practice in Pittsburgh? Yeah. Yeah. First practice. Uh, <laughs> no idea. Come out there and look up, and all my clothes are hanging from the rafters. Um, I forgot. But it was a good, like, honestly, it's like that. It may seem weird, but that made me feel comfortable. Like, these guys are including me, and um, it was hilarious. <laughs> we were laughing at it. Because yeah. um, didn't he write new guy on it? Yeah. 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 How did you get him down? Did you have to climb up there? Uh, I got, I think I got the Zamboni driver to, to get up there and get, I had no idea how to, I thought I was going to literally have to go to the top of the rink and try to get him down. Yeah, and I also remember you saying too, that Sid literally came up to you in the locker room after your first game. It was like a home, a back to back home and away. And he came up to you and made sure you had a ride to the oh, airport yeah, yeah. the next day. Yeah. So we played at home. I wasn't playing that game, but he came up to me and. Uh, asked if I had a ride to the airport and which you superstar like that you don't really expect but he's so good with everyone makes everyone feel comfortable and included and um, you know that's why he's one of the greatest captains ever yeah because there's a, another Q&A you did this one was more recent <laughs> with, the, with the penguins and it said that he was your childhood hero yeah. like because I mean he's not that much older than you but he obviously was in the league a lot like earlier than you were I mean what was that like for you like, what was kind of just your, I guess, I don't want to say fandom, but appreciation of him when you were younger? Yeah, just he's, watching him. I mean, it's weird, but he's only three years older than me. Um, but uh, we would watch him all the time. We'd watch, he had this movie out, we'd watch over and over, me and my roommates in college. We all sat around the TV when he came back from the concussion um, for that first game and went absolutely banana. He scored. Um, Does he know that? Probably not. I, I mean, <laughs> I remember when I got traded here, people were retweeting tweets that I tweeted back in college about like Sid the kid, like, let's go. <laughs> <laughs> They're probably still there. It's, um, but I was a huge fan of him, and even when I played against him and when I was in Edmonton, you're kind of just in in awe of him and like, holy crap, I'm playing against Sidney Crosby right now. Um, and then getting traded here, obviously I was really nervous, but getting to know him now, we're really good friends and. Um, just an awesome captain. Up the left wing for Strong in the neutral zone. A feed oh hits Simon. Justin Schultz is really in a lot of pain. And he's down. He's in trouble. On his back now, holding oh, his head. He is in big time trouble. In the far corner, of the, or near corner rather, of the Penguin zone. Josh, I just caught the end of it. Oh boy, this is not good. Not good at all. As it was a collision between Thomas Placanitz and Justin Schultz. And the body language I'm seeing from Justin Schultz as he's on his back and he's just wiggling around back and forth in pain. Oh, boy. There's a hush here at the Bell Center. Oh, boy. It seemed pretty innocent. And it really was. It wasn't much of a hit. It was Placanitz just kind of getting tied up with Schultz. And he Schultz went down. He did hit his down. head on the ice. He did hit his head, but also his left leg 
His left ankle got stuck. Uh, it got almost his skate got stuck in the ice. So as he was falling awkwardly backwards, his left toe got stuck in the ice, and this could be really bad for Justin Schultz. This is like when you had, when they had the injury. Obviously, it's a pretty ugly thing in Montreal. Did did you know right away it was bad? Yeah, I knew right away. Um, I didn't. I don't remember really feeling any pain. I I was in shock and just wanted to get off. I hate laying on the ice um, and like everyone looking at you. And yeah. I just wanted to get off. And but I knew right away something something was wrong. Yeah, have you seen the replay? I mean, yeah, I, it took me took me took me a couple days. Yeah, it took me a couple days to to finally be able to watch it. Um, I've only watched it like once or twice, and that's about it for me. <laughs> yeah, me too. <laughs> I didn't go through it. Yeah, that was, uh, that was tough to watch. But uh, we definitely appreciate you taking some time with us. I know it's probably been a rough month just as far as getting back into the swing of things. So maybe this helps. Yeah, this so does definitely. Thanks for having me. I needed this. Yeah. <laughs> Good chat. Come on next week and uh, <laughs> do this every week. The true value of a college education is realized after you graduate. Point Park is an affordable private university that's big on return for your investment. When you're prepared, success comes naturally. Surprisingly affordable, that's the point. Point Park University, downtown Pittsburgh. Okay, so that was Justin Schultz, still in a walking boot, still with the crutches, but not lacking for any entertainment here on the Scoop Podcast. Yeah, he's actually one of the guys that I was really hoping we could get on the podcast at some point this season because, you know, we, we see a lot of him, obviously, um, you know, both in the room and, and behind the scenes. And he's just somebody that, as I, I said earlier, he comes off as quiet, but once you get to know him, he's got such a great personality. The guys in there just adore him. You know, he's just one of those those character guys that really kind of helps the room gel together. So you know, I think it's something that the Penguins obviously did their due diligence when they went made the trade and obviously couldn't have worked out better for, for him and, and for the team. So, you know, he's, he's definitely just a, a quietly just funny guy, <laughs> somebody that I think is a, a great person. I'm really glad we were able to get him on the podcast. Yeah, actually, it's kind of funny when you think about it, too, because looking back on that trade, there were a lot of questions about him. Obviously, he really struggled. Edmonton wasn't playing what they hoped. I mean, granted, they expected him to be a number one, number two defenseman. He probably wasn't built that way. And then he was thrown into a team that was just – pretty bad <laughs> so, right and being you know, asked we, to be almost Paul Coffey yeah and, he, and he's out there playing 25 minutes and trying to be a number one number two defenseman and it's just and literally like from the moment he got there they thrusted him into that role and just never really worked with him the way that obviously the Penguins had so you know to see him come here and turn things around not only on the, on the ice but I think off the ice too because there was obviously a lot of pressure there to win there was a lot of pressure on him he was putting himself on you know through a lot of pressure but here it was almost like a relief, a little exhale. You don't have to worry. We're going to take care of you. And then the way that, I mean, I don't know if people remember when they got here, they, they played in like 10 minutes. Right. The first couple of games, like really slowly tried to build up his confidence with, with bit by bit, shift by shift, and worked his way up to the point where, you know, whenever last season when Crystal Tang was out, Schultz was out there logging 24, 25 minutes and doing it really well. And so just I think it's great to see the way his career has kind of come together, you know, with with his team. And obviously we, we know how great of a guy he is, so it couldn't happen to a better guy. And, and both on and off the ice, he's really come out of the show. It honestly is crazy to think that he was ever a healthy scratch. Yeah. I remember sitting next to him in, in Tampa Bay in the locker room there during that series, and I think uh, – you know, we were talking about, you know, building up the confidence and, and, you know, having limited minutes and just kind of working from there. But it's isn't it just mind-blowing, Josh, to think about that now? It's crazy to look at him and say this guy was uh, – I mean, like you said, Sam, he wasn't necessarily a 
on paper sixth defenseman, but right. how yeah, the yeah, Penguins yeah. were using him, he was a sixth defenseman. And, and think about what he's become since then to have the career high in points with the year that Latang was dealing with a neck injury. To I think, I mean, you look at the Penguins when everyone's healthy, Dumoulin, Latang, Schultz, that's pretty – good top three defensemen i don't know if many teams especially the variation you have there with the the puck moving ability i think just the overall defensive ability with dumoulin and then how schultz has kind of evolved confidence wise but overall his overall game too i mean you knew he had the offensive touch but he's hit different levels with the penguins and some of that probably has to do with his surroundings if either of us were any of us were quarterbacking the top power play you know i like to think maybe we could get a point <laughs> throughout the course of the season but still i mean at that point he's putting up what 30 on the power play so it speaks to what he's all about, and like you said, it couldn't have happened to a better guy. He's great on that power play, man, that quarterback position, because he's got that cannon of a shot, and he knows when to use it. You know, He knows when to dish, which is obviously a lot. <laughs> when you got you know, Kessel out there and Crosby and Malkin, you want to give them the puck, but what I like is he's not afraid to put the puck on the net and just hunker down and blast one through and then look for a rebound you know, on the off chance. But I think he's really excelled in that top power play, and it's another area where the Penguins are really hurting without him. He's a pretty underrated shot, too. Like I, I remember that Very being hard, something yeah. that jumped out at me when he first started shooting on that power play. You're like, wow, he can bring it. Like It was a good shot from deep. Yeah, I just think he's just such an athletic person. And you think about you know talking about him being a, a scratch golfer and a NHL player. I mean, it sounds like he could have had his choice of playing golf or hockey. That's a big deal that he's a scratch golfer. Right? I mean, <laughs> so, put that into perspective. Most people are nowhere near par when they go golfing, if it's like a, a hobby. Right. Like he's playing hockey eight months out of the year, and he's going out there and shooting par. I imagine some pretty nice courses, so they're probably not easy. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So I think he just has that athletic ability. I mean, he's just such a just a talented hockey player. So Penguins are very lucky to have him, and you know, props to Jim Rutherford for going out and and adding him and fitting him under the cap. I mean, to have Chris Letang and Justin Schultz on your blue line to man your power play units and do what they do is just incredible. And I will say, after they won the cup in '16, I remember. When everybody was parting up in the uh, in the suite in that big open room, and he was having just the time of his life, and I was like, man, that poor poor guy was like, three months ago, was just down on his luck and just having such a tough time and didn't know about his future, and here he is three months later, just literally won the cup, enjoying himself like crazy, and I, I know that, you know we, Sidney Crosby won the Conn Smythe as MVP of the playoffs, but he was the party MVP for sure. <laughs> I mean, and he deserved it, like he, absolutely, and I was so cool to see him being able to enjoy that moment. You know, he worked so hard his whole life, his entire career. And, and you got to think there were times where you wonder, obviously anytime you enter the league, it's hard to win the cup. And you got to think that there's always this in the back of your mind, you might never win it. So the fact that he was able to do it and just have his life change so drastically in that three-month span has got to be incredible. I don't know who was party MVP, him or Josh Zakoff that year. Only Matt, I don't know. Oh, that's true. Even Ole Manna had a dance-off. They all have infamous <laughs> pictures, too, that are all over social media. So. There are a lot of candidates for party MVP, <laughs> rightfully so. And he definitely was a, was a great interview. I mean, I feel like we've continued to – I don't want to say one-up the next because they've all been really good in their own right, but I'm curious to see who we bring in for the next one. I think we have some ideas. We won't give anything away. But they have uh, big shoes to fill for who we brought in here so far because each person in their own right has, I think, brought a lot to this podcast. Exactly, and I feel like we might even have to bring Justin back at some point again because I feel like there's guest? still so much more that we could have touched on. <laughs> yeah, it'd be nice to get him and, say, a Dumoulin, you know, Brian in here and let them kind of play off each other. Yeah, we'll see what happens.
You'll have to stay tuned to find out. That was Justin Schultz joining us on the latest edition of the Scoop Podcast. For Sam Kassan and Michelle Crecchiolo, I'm Josh Getzoff. We want to thank our executive producer, Wayne Gretzky-Anderson, for tying it all together for you. Thanks for listening to the Scoop Podcast presented by Point Park University.